Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 86 of Histories of the Unexpected, the show in which we demonstrate how everything, we mean simply everything, even the most unexpected of subjects, has a history, like whales, cows and kumquats. Or eyes, spies or lies, fire, pyre and desire. And we're 86. That's good. It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. We'll be following the links in our minds as we come across them, explaining how those histories link together in unexpected ways. Who knew, for example, Sam, who knew that the history of teeth, the history of teeth, is in fact all about Viking warriors, 20th century confectionery, the French Revolution, the history of childhood and superstition. And the Wild West. It's all to do with brontosaurus teeth. It's about, for me, it's about the tooth fairy. Oh, very nice. Or that the history of spitting is about World War II, mm. nationalism, dissent, bullying, wine, and affection. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the man sitting opposite me is the Gary Oldman of old men, which I think is appropriate because we're 86. Uh, it's Professor Extraordinaire of Early Modern British History at Plymouth University. It's James Daybell. Hello, James. Hello, Sam. I'd hate that. That's the worst introduction you've given to me so far. The man sitting opposite me is the Viking warrior of the valleys. It's the famous historical adventurer, Dr. Sam Willis. Thank you very much, James. Um, so each week we normally take a subject and discuss it. And um, today we're just breaking away from that a bit to give you an update on all of the exciting things that we've had going on over the last few weeks. We have been doing lots of things. We've so busy. Writing, planning. We are going to talk about three different things, aren't we? We are. We'll um, start, I think, by talking about our book. Our book? Yeah. We've written a book. We've written a book. When's it out, Sam? Uh, October. 4th of October, would it? <laughs> it's something like that. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't know off the top of my head. I'm just it is. It's to... the 4th of October. You can go on Amazon and pre-order. Um, and it says it's out on the 4th of October. Right. So we're just going to talk a little bit about this and um, all of the different topics. We've, we've done the final proofs and it's just it's heading off to the printers. It has beautiful pictures. As well, we have been given a massive budget for illustrations. Uh, so it's got, you know, 100 or so really nice illustrations. The topics in the book, there are 30 subjects which we chose. Um, and they begin with the hand. Gloves. Which links to perfume. Which links to the, the bubble. bubble. <laughs> which links to shadows. Which links to beards. Which links to clouds. Which links to dust. Which links to clocks. Which links to... Needlework. Which links to the history of the itch. Which links to the history of holes. My favourite one. Which links to the history of the bed. Which links, unexpectedly, to the history of dreams, which is nothing to do with Freud. Hmm. We tried to avoid Freud. We did. Um, and that links, unexpectedly, to the history of hair. Which links to the history of 
the paperclip. I cannot remember how those two link together. I can't, but the, we, it also includes the prehistory of the paperclip. It does. That's a fascinating subject. Um, anyway, the paperclip leads to the history of letters. Which links to the history of boxes. Which links to the history of courage. Which links somehow, unexpectedly, <laughs> to the history of mountains. I think that's something with mountain rescue. Wow. Which links to the history of chimneys. Which links to tears. Wow, how do we do that? Um, and that links to the history of lions. Which links to the history of rubbish. <laughs> and then to snow. And then to cats. Uh, cats was very good. That's a Dylan Thomas short story, uh, which has uh, boys snowballing cats. Oh, it's cruelty to animals. Yes. That's right. One of your favourite Christmas poems, isn't it? Yes. Um, that leads, cats lead to the history of the smile by the French Revolution. By the French Revolution, yeah. which leads to the history of the scar, because it's the Chelsea smile. All people carving each other's faces up. Yes. That leads to the history of the lean, because we- a lean is a particular type of disability scar, I suppose. Yes. Um, which leads to the signature, which... Leads back to where you started the history of the hand. All those fine motor control things you need to be able to pick up a yes. pen and, and sign exactly. your name. The book mm. is, in fact, a circle. It We've is. written a circle. Let's um, just talk a little bit about that. So one of the things, as all of our keen listeners will know, is that we believe that everything has a history, even the most unexpected of subjects, and everything links together in unexpected ways. And what we wanted to do is to try and prove this by making each chapter link to the next one and then the first to the last. Now, the idea behind this essentially is that we think that reading about the past in a predictable linear way is unsatisfactory. History is like a maze. This is reading from the introduction. To get the most out of history, you need to ramble around in it. You need to get lost in it and then hope you can find your way back to the beginning. And that's exactly how we've written the book. Each chapter links to the next and the last to the first. So, um, did you enjoy our ramble around history writing the book, James? I loved it. Loved it. It's one of the best books I've written. Um, I'm really pleased with it. And as a process, I really enjoyed writing it. It was so different from from normal. I mean, the last book I wrote was a, a, a naval history of the American Revolution. And I started at the beginning and I finished at the end. <laughs> and I did a bit of geographical focus. I did some stuff on lakes. I did some stuff in America. I did some stuff in India. And I did it in a fairly traditional way. And it was fun and it was enjoyable. But this has been a... Um, Romp a around complete the past. crazy romp. So we, you know, the point is we're looking at all of these different subjects, but we're coming at them from completely different angles. So I'd think of something to do with the history of the hand. Yeah, we I began I writing about um, prehistoric cave art, forty thousand year old cave art, and how people used uh, the symbolism symbolism of the hand um, to communicate. And it was also all to do with. Uh, sort of origins of art and creativity and planning and teamwork and how the hand is so important to, to human evolution. But for you, the hand was was something else. It was about the royal touch and it was about the, the idea of uh, medieval kingship and the ability of medieval kings to cure scrofula, which was a sort of, you know, wasting disease sort of, of the skin. Um, and the laying on of hands would cure people. And so the hand was about royal power but also we looked at how you actually read a hand ah so yes we're all used to sort of reading reading documents reading printed sources but how do you actually look at a hand how does how is it how is a hand gendered men's and women's hands hands that are of different colors um hands that are um that have i suppose you're you're are augmented 
So you either have rings on them, amputated, so they're not augmented, but they they can be amputated. Hands can age. Mm. Um, you know, hands and work. I have the hands of a TV presenter. May sound a bit weird, but you have to have very clean hands and oh. short fingernails because you always have. Um, Whenever you're picking up books or something, they do do very very close up shots of your hands. I have terrible nails. I chew my nails. No, I do sometimes. I have ter- terrible terrible hands. I have pianist hands. These hands haven't seen a hard day's work no. in their life. But that's you've got. You have the hands of a scribe, exactly, which is different exactly. to the hands of a labourer. Exactly. Isn't that the wonderful thing about about nineteenth century scribes writing in ink? Yeah. What was that? They're um, inky hands. Yeah, and they yeah. could never get it off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was a lovely quote about someone frustrated with his inky hands, or he was he was sort of categorised as a scribe because of his inky hands, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Criticised because of his inky inky hands. He wasn't proud of his inky hands. Wasn't there a thing with them uh, uh, branding as well? Criminals branded on their hands? Yeah, branded on your hand. Or yeah, you have 16th century fingers criminals. chopped off yeah, or something. Yeah, so there are all sorts of ways of, of marking people. I think one of the interesting things also is that when we sat down to write this book, we wanted to do it in a slightly different way from the podcast. Yeah, and we went about each chapter in a in a different way from how we do the podcast. The way that we do the podcast is we agree on a subject, and then we each go off and research it independently and come back together. And we have no idea what each other is going to come up with. Um, whereas with the book, you can't do that yeah. because it needs to sort of it needs to have uh, a greater sense of coherence and flow. And so what we wanted to do was to achieve some sort of narrative arc. For each of the chapters, right. Yeah. So not only does it not only does each chapter flow into the next, not only is the whole the whole sort of structure of the book circular, but that we also wanted it to have a particular sort of line of argument that went through it. Yeah. So I think that took some time to craft. But it was fun as well, wasn't it? Just yeah. doing doing yeah. it doing it all in a different way. Yeah, loved it. And should we tell them what we're doing next with it? Absolutely. Okay. So next we have. Spent the last few months working with a brilliant playwright, uh, Daniel Jameson. Friend of mine, Dan Jameson. Hello, Dan. Hello, Dan, uh, who is terrific. I met him uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, He's brilliant. And he has had a look at our book and is working with us on turning it into a live show. And we will be touring this in the autumn. Uh, We have a series of dates uh, that are coming up. Where are we going, Sam? We are going to uh, the Appledore Literary Festival at the end of September. We're we going to... Um, the, the 22nd of September. Uh, the Princess Theatre in Burnham. On the 28th of September. We're going to the Phoenix Theatre in Exeter, our hometown. Uh, the 3rd of October. Stowe Theatre. Looking forward to that. That's a beautiful theatre in an old um, kind of aircraft hangar. Oh, wonderful. We're doing that on the 5th of October. BBC History Weekend. Always good fun. Excellent. Oh, that is on the 6th of October. At Calstock Arts Centre near Plymouth. That's a lovely little place. A lovely venue. Uh, that's the 12th of October. And the Blenheim Literary Festival. Oh, I love, mm. I love Blenheim. Uh, Blenheim is on the 13th of October. Uh, the Wantage Literary Festival. Excellent. Looking forward to that one. And that's on the, ah, we, this is on the 20th of October. And on the same day. Yes. We are, this is a weekend of hell that we have for ourselves. <laughs> we're we, going to York for the BBC York History York, Weekend. Uh, that evening. Yes. Uh, so we are... We are foot to the floor, and then making it Harrogate. To York. Harrogate the next morning for yeah. ten o'clock on and the twenty first of October. Minton Hampton Church is a lovely church; it's just been done up, um, just north of Bristol. Really, really looking forward to that. That's another. It's on the twenty seventh of October, and we're doing that 
in the afternoon. And then in the evening, we are at Yeovil Literary Festival. Yeah. So, And then we've got a couple more Dorchester um, Arts at the Corn Exchange there on the 4th of November and then Uppingham Theatre on the 9th of November. So Excellent. that's going to be good fun. It's um, going to be presented by myself and James. And what we've done is we've taken a series of subjects... Um, from our book, series of topics from our book, um, and we've linked them all together, as of course we, we always do, and we've got all sorts of fun props to explore. Um, so, it, so when you come to see this, it's not going to be a standard book reading. No, the idea was it was going to be the opposite of a historian standing at a lectern talking to you about history. Yes, uh, it's going to be an emotional journey. Good. Um, it's going to be a historical journey, James, through some of the greatest subjects. Yes. Yeah. Um, we have props, we have visuals, we have audio. Yeah. You yeah. have uh, Sam covered in soot. It's going to be somewhere between hilarious and kind of horrifically fascinating, I think. Um, it's going to be some grisly stuff. There's going to be some, some interesting stuff. There's going to be a bit of, um, um, well, sort of things passed around the audience. So if you're interested in history and you like having your hands on historical documents and you like... Oh, maybe smelling historical smells. Ooh, uh, the history of perfume. Mm. Don't um, give too much away. Going to, but it's all coming up. We've got to. We've got to rehearse and do some. Some. some we're <laughs> going to be busy <laughs> over the summer. We're recording this in at the end of July, uh, so we're going to spend August and September working on this yeah. and refining it. I'm massively looking forward to it. Me too. Yeah, it's going to be really, really good. Slightly fun. terrified, but also <laughs> massively looking forward to it. All we've got to, to do is fit all of our props into a single trunk. Yes. Um, Which we'll do, don't worry. And we're going to kind of connect everything to each other with bits of string, I think. So we'll end up tang in a tangled, oh, we're doing that. tangled mess. See, I thought this would never work. It would <laughs> never work, but we'll see. We might do it. I don't know. Anyway, apart from that, we've also um, we've started writing a little series of books. We have a contract for four Books. We do. Books. So we're doing Histories of the Unexpected, The Tudors, uh, which we've written. Yeah. And we're also doing The Vikings. Let's just hold on there with The Tudors. Let's just talk a little bit about The Tudors. Talk a little bit about The Tudors then. Here are some of the topics we do on the history of the Tudors, the unexpected history of the Tudors. So this is not the expected history of the Tudors. This is not Henry VIII getting married to Anne Boleyn. This is not the Armada. This is not what else is is expected, James. Help me out here. Reformation, wars, the age of Shakespeare, um, blah, 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 blah. I mean, everyone knows. Everyone knows the standard history of... The Tudors. So you've got Henry VIII, the the sort of psycho killer, toilet paper king. You've got Edward VI, the boy king. You've got mm. Henry VII, who starts it all off. Who's I like of Henry VII. John Major, yeah. sort of bureaucrat, uh, but actually isn't. Actually, is much more sexy and exciting. Uh, you've got Bloody Mary, uh, Catholic. You've got Elizabeth I, the golden, the golden age. And what we wanted to do was we 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 deal with that. We've got an introduction yeah. that sort of that plots out exactly what the standard history of the Tudors is. But then what we want to do is really take the idea of unexpected and flip it. Because normally, those of you who are used to listening to our podcast, we take a topic, so for example, the orange, and the orange is about the gunpowder plot or cats are about the French Revolution. And what we wanted to do this time was switch it around. So in fact, the Tudors became about a whole series of of, of topics. Shrinking. shrinking. <laughs> One of our chapters is on the history of shrinking. Um, fruit eating, faces, lists, bones, windows, mirrors. Uh, the chair. Monsters. Mor- monsters, toilets, cannibalism, 
rings. Um, so we have this whole we have twenty different um, unexpected new ways of thinking about a very very well known expected subject. Yeah. So if you take for example the history of toilets, and we've talked about this in the past in our episode on toilets, the history of the toilets is in fact all about politics in the reign of Henry VIII. So yeah. we take a sort of an unusual and unexpected topic, but then also twist it round in a way that it actually sheds light on, you know, a, a pretty traditional side yeah. of, of, yeah. of Tudor history. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So, I mean, um, shrinking was great fun because that's all... The Tudors were absolutely brilliant at making small stuff. Yeah. Um, miniature portraits, ship models. Yeah. Um, so through that subject of shrinking, you, you, you get into portraiture, politics, uh, the Armada. Um, yep. Shipbuilding exploration—it's uh, fascinating. So it's just a new—it's a new way of doing it. And so we've done the Tudors. We are now doing the histories of the unexpected book two, the Vikings, the Vikings, which I am obsessed with. The Vikings. I wish if I had my whole career all over again, um, I would be a Viking historian. Huh. And I've become obsessed with archaeology. I know you've got an archaeological yep. background. I have two um, degrees in archaeology. You do. Hmm. You do. And work experience. Yes, I know. You're a brilliant person. Um, but I am, I've never done it, and I am, I'm obsessed with it. Also, the articles are very easy to read. Yeah, um, well, they're very well written. There's a know, lovely community of Viking scholars yes, out there. Hello, yes. everyone. Um, so we've done, again, exactly the same thing. So an expected topic via unexpected subjects. So I have written, uh, well, t- together. Let's talk about what we've done together. Um, what have we done together? I'll go through my ones, and okay. then you go through your ones. I've done the history of cleanliness. 
Um, well, I'm not sure about the title yet, but colour, criminal profiling, friendship, fun, goading, taunting, brilliant subject, history of luck, the history of mischief I've enjoyed, the history of nicknames, the history of silk. Um, yeah, those are my ones. Well, for me, I've done the history of toys. Mm. The history of toys is all about hidden children. Wow. Did you know that? Mm. It's about hidden children. The history of teeth. Oh, you can't find them in the historical record unless you... That's it. History of teeth is about Viking identity. Yeah. Mm. Um, the history of keys. Keys. Key. Did you not know how done key? mm. keys? We're obviously halfway through writing key, this book. And I haven't is, read anything. Keys is all about then. Viking power. Ooh. Birds yeah. are all about myths, Viking myths. Mm. Doors are about the dead. You're really excited about Viking oh, doors. Oh aren't you? my god! Viking doors. Corpse doors. I've come across corpse doors. What is a corpse door? Doors to the dead. Ah, you'll have to write. People mm-hmm. buried. Buried, um, buried corpses in doors. Mm. Um, graffiti. Oh, I it's love Viking about, graffiti. It's all about Viking travel. Yeah. Sorcery. Oh my God, sorcery is amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. And what's fascinating about sorcery is you get at it from the you get at it from sticks, the perspective of sticks and staffs. But what's interesting here is the way in which the discipline has changed over the years, and the way in which people have reclassified. Sticks. So, you know, generations ago, uh, archaeologists sort of finding sticks sort of thought that they were sort of poking rods and stirrers and, you know, and... and Cooking implements. Know, cooking implements. Yeah. Um, and now but, they think they're magic wands. But now now they think they're magic wands. <laughs> of course Yes, yeah, which is brilliant. And so, you, so it's a portal into Viking sorcery. Yeah. That's such a brilliant archaeological problem. And yes. you get something, you think it's nothing, and actually it's... And actually it's, it's like... It's immensely it's a, powerful. Yes. It's something that <laughs> but it's basically held society the together. Which the, it's the way in which the discipline has changed and become slightly less conservative. Yeah. Um, so I wish, I wish I were... Uh, a Viking. Well, I've become, I'm becoming a Viking scholar. One of the most impressive things I've read is a article on Viking friendship. I loved it. Um, looking at the Icelandic sagas that were written just after the Viking period, but they tell us all a great deal about what was going on. And it's all to do with cementing uh, friendship through feasting. It's all to do with food, basically. Ooh. As much food and friendship as it is nowadays. It's not exactly surprising. Mm. Um, but I've loved it. The way you can... Um, so scholars have written about friendship between men and men, friendship mm. between men and women, friendship between women and women, friendship between rulers and the ruled, friendship between people and their gods. Yeah. Really extraordinary. Mm. Yeah, I was amazed. I was amazed. And we should do the history of friendship. I know a lot about friendship. Do you know a lot about Viking friendship? Uh, I Not do. yet. I haven't read my chapter. I will do once I've read your chapter. So after that, we've done histories of the unexpected two, the Vikings. We are going to do histories of the unexpected three. Yes, which is World War Two. Yes. Now I was chatting to a colonel friend of mine. And not Colonel Mustard, but a Colonel friend of mine. Was he mine. wearing red corduroy trousers? He wasn't. Um, but hello, Chris. Um, he's lovely. Um, but he said to me, oh, I told him that I was writing a book about the about World War II. And he said, what, are you, what have you got that's new about World War II? And so I said, um, uh, handkerchiefs and pigeons and cows. And <laughs> Tell he, us no more. I don't think he, we should explore He this. had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> Very good. Mine, mine's spitting. spitting. We did a little mention of the intro. One of my chapters is going to be on spitting. Hitler spitting, people spitting, Liking um, that. different uh, religious beliefs and stuff, it, and spittoons. There's a lot going on, a lot of spitting in the Ooh. Second World War. Who knew? We're liking Who that. Knew? Drugs. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm, maybe. We're well known, I'd say. There, there is that book, Blitzed. But we are going to do the Second World War, and after that, we have got Histories of the Unexpected, book four. And that will be upon... 
Romans. Yes, the Romans. I, I cannot wait for this. I can't. I uh, came and said, I've just come back from the south of France where yep. I've stayed in a little Roman town and went round the little Roman. I didn't tell you this, but I've already started researching on it. Ah. Took lots of photos in the local uh, Roman museum. And the key way we do this was basically try and get hold of anyone who has just written an amazing PhD. <laughs> is the way the way we do this because that allows us to tap into the, like the latest greatest thoughts of what's going on. Yeah. So um, if any of you are PhD students who are doing something really interesting on the Second World War or on the Romans or on the Vikings, get in touch and let us know what you're doing. The first way I got into it was um was not only trawling through PhD theses and looking at that, but also just going through journals you know so we've both got access to yeah you know university um research facilities and the amazing amount of stuff that is now online yeah so just trawling trawling through that and i've been through hundreds and hundreds of journal of material culture is my favorite they come up with lunacy loony stuff on uh how to think about objects basically yeah loved it there's some great stuff and before we go just one final uh thought uh the other thing that has filled this very busy year is I've just got AHRC funding for a big new project to work with the Victorian Albert Museum and the VASA. Uh, and it's about it's to work with colleagues at the University of Lund and Leiden and University of Western Australia. Tell us what the VASA is, James. The VASA is an incredible museum in Stockholm. Uh, we've talked about this in the past. It's the VASA ship, uh, Gustavus Adolphus's ship uh, that this sort of bling warship came out of Stockholm Harbour and sank and then was dredged up in the 50s and 60s and now is this is in this state-of-the-art museum. So what we're going to be doing is the project is going to be doing a an interpretation, a gendered interpretation of that collection, working with uh, the curatorial team at the VASA, but also working with the team at the V&A. Uh, so we've got postdocs uh, on this, and Sam and I are involving histories of the unexpected in it. Yeah. So we're going to be doing. We will have researchers researching objects for us, and we will be doing podcasts on this Ooh. on the Vasa ship. Darkness, I think. Slime, mud, slime. There's all sorts mud. of interesting things you can. We've do done lions. We've talked about yeah. the Vasa in terms of lions. Yeah. Uh, but also all manner of objects. You know that were that were on the Vassar ship, but also at the v, the V&A has the most amazing collections. So it's going to be a busy year yeah. for us. We're going to be launching the the big book. We're going to be finishing off the series, and we are going to be touring the live show, and we are going to be recording really great material for you from these two great museums. Yeah. Can't wait! Thank you very much for listening, and um, hopefully see you at one of our gigs. Brilliant! Bye bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.